Welcome to the New Life Digging Deeper podcast, where we take Sunday sermons a step further, giving you the opportunity to gain greater understanding and ultimately grow your relationship with Jesus. Welcome, everyone. We're glad you joined us again, hopefully, here at the New Life Digging Deeper podcast. My name is Cody Gesser. I'm the worship pastor here, and I'm joined by... Brian Wilmarth. I'm the senior pastor. Hey, everyone. Yes, it's awesome to be with you today. Um, So we just started a sermon series going over the book of Daniel. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I thought, Brian, right off the bat, we could just kind of hit them with what the big idea was and maybe even give a little bit of context to the first chapter. I thought you did a really awesome Mm, job with that. Often, sometimes we just get into the word and the application piece (laughs) and a good reckon understanding what it actually looked like for Daniel and yeah. the challenges that were there based on what had just happened. Yeah. Yep. So yeah, that, the context, um, essentially this, this is all happening right after the exile gets started. So the two kingdoms are taken away. They don't get to be in the land anymore. And Daniel, he's a member of the Royal family and some others who are kind of in that same, um, status as him, they're all taken away to Babylon And there, they're taught language, they're taught the literature, they're given new names, and all of this is a is a way to like enculturate them. Say, hey, you know, we're you're gonna bring we're gonna bring you over here, and you're gonna become more like us. And and it's almost just that bleeding away of their their Jewish identity. And so, yeah, they're learning language, they're given new names, and particularly the the one that's highlighted is food. Like you're gonna eat, um, we're gonna you're gonna eat the food that we give you, but it's an it's good. Like it's the King's food. It's not the oh, we're going to give you the scraps. It's it's all this great stuff. So um, that was the tension that we're presented with in all that's happening here. Um, and so yeah, exile. The people are taken away, and and they're now living as foreigners in a different land. And I think there's some parallels that hopefully we, we're going to see as we go yeah. through the series for us. Yeah. So yeah, the big idea um, was when engaging culture, resolve to remain faithful to God who is in control. Because I think that's what we see with Daniel. He realizes God's in control. Uh, I want to stay faithful to him. I want to I honor that relationship, even when there's there's a pressure or um, you know a push on him to, to do something different. So... You, yeah. did, you did a great job narrating how they were infusing the culture yeah. into, you know, taking that out of them. Mm-hmm. And you were saying how they could have enslaved them or yeah. they could have just killed yeah. off and how that was kind of insidious mm-hmm. in, in the ways that they did that. And you said, so they could like bleed out. And I was like, man, this just got like really dark, <laughs> yeah, sure. you know, like we should have had something go up on the screen if your kids are under yeah, a certain it's a little age. Yeah, right? <laughs> Bleeding them out of their oh, identity. <laughs> I was like, this is a lot. But that's the truth of the story. Yeah, um, yeah. And uh, it is interesting because a lot of us, un- unfortunately, some of our depth to understanding these stories happens when you're in preschool, you yeah, know, uh, Sunday yeah. school, when yeah, you're younger right, and things right. and recognizing some of the bigger, deeper aspects of the context is really helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, and seeing God's character and what's happening here. So I'm going to go ahead and have you do something for the life group people who are listening right now. Um, (laughs) If you could summarize the first chapter in one to two sentences in your own words. Let's keep it short. Yeah. We don't know how long these guys have yeah, listening. Right, here, I'll, I'll do. I'll do my best to be short. Okay, here, guys, so. write this down. Right. You can use this in your group. <laughs> yes, pause and, and take notes. Right. All right. So when taken into exile 
and living in a different culture, Daniel stayed faithful to the Lord. And he demonstrated this through food and God honored him and lifted him up because of his faith. I think that's how I try to do it in one sentence. (laughs) I mean, it reflects the big idea in a lot of ways. Yeah, yeah. I had written down, God lifts up those who are faithful, which was something you had said on Sunday. I feel like that's a a little even shorter, Yeah. um, but I think that's also kind of... And I think that's part of what, like, that first chapter is trying to do to us as the readers. Like, it's trying to prop up to say... Like, hold fast to God, be faithful, because he's going to honor that. Like, what you see him doing here, he may not do in every situation in in our lives, but this is the kind of God that he is, and ultimately, he is going to raise up those who are faithful. So, yeah, I think that is that is a key takeaway as you are supposed to read through this chapter. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. And as you're reading through this chapter, as you were preparing for this sermon, um, what's something that stood out to you? Yeah. Um, I think when I, I've read this so many times and that, that word resolve does stick out a lot. And you, if you've heard, uh, a sermon on this chapter, that that's likely something the preacher talked about. What I appreciated this time around, that was a little bit more new, or I caught this a little bit fresh way. This is the way that Daniel responded. Like he resolved to remain faithful and we kind of feel that determination. And sometimes I think, and I think probably others, you might share this too, he probably was like, I'm going to, I'm going to stand my ground and I'm going to be firm. And, and, you know, kind of that, like, I'm ready to fight kind of mindset. But what Daniel did is he asked for permission from yeah. this official. He's like, Hey, I would like not to eat this food. I'd mm-hmm. like to do this instead. And when the guy's like, well, you know, he has favor and compassion on Daniel. He comes back by, I'm nervous. Like this King's going to kill me if you don't turn out the way you're supposed to. And, and he's like, here, let's let, let me give you an option or give me a solution to that problem. Like Daniel, instead of just being kind of militant or, or you know, fight against something here, he he takes a much more gentle and cooperative approach. Uh, and that struck me this time. Like mm-hmm. I just I was kind of like, whoa, yeah, how incredible that was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's so fascinating that. So you're saying that we can honor culture and honor God at the same time? Uh, whoa, <laughs> what? <laughs> but I, that was actually one of my takeaways too, mm. um, was just, you know, we've talked about the grace and truth matrix often. It's yeah. just like, man, yeah, he was really trying to do his best to understand and like learn and be a part. But then there was, you know, there was a point where he just recognized yeah. like, yeah. hey, this is really going against my beliefs and mm-hmm. I'm not able to stay faithful to the Lord by doing this, you know, but even then he asked and like work through that with them. Yes. And it's just fascinating how the Lord worked through that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So that was kind of one of my things that stood out for sure too. Yeah. Yeah. It, it is, it is fascinating. Some of the things that we can glean from this text as you know, as we think about how do we relate to culture, what does it look like for us? And um, I think what Daniel, all the way through the book, but especially in chapter one, it just it challenges us to see maybe some things that we wouldn't have seen before. Mm-hmm. You know, like we we kind of probably get into our assumptions of like, well, it's going to be this or this. And what Daniel one kind of surfaces is like, actually, there might be another alternative that we just yeah. didn't think of or or didn't yeah. occur to us. So. 
And I love that. I love how the Bible can do that for mm-hmm. us. Yeah. Because, I mean, if you think, if you thought on the story and someone asked you, okay, what happens in Daniel 1? And someone's like, well, um, the King Nebuchadnezzar wanted Daniel to do something. He said no. Yeah. And then his way was better. And then the king recognized that yep. and honored that. Yeah. Which and is, that is part of the story. Like, yeah, that is, that is part yeah, of the story. Yeah, but yeah. then also we've talked about the the triangle mm-hmm. too. Yes. Is like the yep. the word works in way. Like, but there was a way that Daniel did it yeah. that ultimately I think changed the heart too uh-huh. of how people viewed him as well. So yes, yeah, it's it's really interesting how really taking time and even like we've talked on here, like praying before you get into the word, not like just scrubbing through. Like make sure. We're seeing everything that's mm-hmm. happening. Maybe reading a couple translations to see, like, what am I missing, Lord? What are you trying to show me here? Yeah, that's really um, good. So, yeah, I love that about Daniel. It's been cool, and we'll see that more. Yeah, yeah, as we go. <laughs> it doesn't suddenly yeah. change. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, I... There's there's moments where I I did feel like man I was like oh you cut the cut the tension with a knife in the room right now you know because <laughs> we just really do struggle sometimes to how do we be in the world but not of the world mm, those mm-hmm. kind of pieces and you name some different categories and that was helpful mm-hmm. people to understand like how do I relate yeah. do I relate rightly here or do I just want to retreat and stay away completely and isolate mm-hmm. myself yeah or am I kind of like lukewarm hang yeah. out sure everything's kind of cool and yeah. you mean to influence culture but you end up getting influenced by culture because you don't have a good foundation mm-hmm. um so yeah you just named a couple of these different groups and yeah w- why is there such a challenge there and you can't say adam and eve and <laughs> <Are you right? laughs> no no i can't i can't say that um no but it is a, it is a fascinating question and even you know pondering this in the moment like it's it's hard to understand like what what is going on here? Why why is this such a struggle for us? And and I did think kind of a little bit of history. I think there was something that changed when um, from the early church, you know, right after the Bible, the first um, you know, the disciples and the apostles, that first generation, as the Bible is being written, to the point where you know Christianity itself was accepted as like the the religion of Ro- the Roman Empire and things like that suddenly it started to become like a part of culture and I think over time that's what was happening Christianity and culture were being wedded together and in many good ways like that that produced some incredible things in in the world and I think it led to a lot of um, a lot of things ma- being better and societies growing and, and becoming um, more God honoring in many ways. But when that happens, like we start to lose the distinction of what does faith and Christianity really point us to versus what is our culture pointing us to? And it's hard to know the difference sometimes. And I think that's why we have such a struggle is there is so many good things in our culture that do come from the faith and come from Christianity that are good and right and should be there. But sometimes they're not, and we don't always realize it. And I think that's why it's a struggle. Um, we can't always uh, detect where faith actually wants to change something that we assume in our culture. Mm. And um, I think there is that ambiguity, that blurring of the line. If we were, if we were sitting in in a in a church in a community uh, two thousand years ago, just under that, like. I think we would have felt like, oh man, 
we are very different. <laughs> you know, you can yeah. tell, and here's all the ways. Now, I, and I don't want to minimize because I didn't live back then. There probably were ways that culture and, and the church or faith kind of blended together in some ways. But um, I just wonder if it's gotten a lot harder because of how things have played out. So, um, yeah, I think it's a struggle because we don't always realize um, how much our culture is impacting us, and sometimes we assume or think that is the faith. Hmm. I don't know. Interesting. Yeah. Those are those are ponderings that I guess I'm I'm chewing on thinking through all that. It I mean it's fascinating too with technology like you can be a part of cultures that aren't even in your backyard. Oh. Maybe we yeah. don't want to go down that rabbit hole. <laughs> I just had that thought. <laughs> yeah. Whereas yeah. before it's kind of like this yes. is where I live, this mm-hmm. is all I know. I yep. don't have access to all those other yeah. things. Yeah. So more now than ever, we have such a blending of cultures too, mm-hmm. which yeah, is hundred years ago. Yeah. This was so different. I mean, America was such a unique thing because we had a, um, a whole bunch of different cultures and countries coming together, like right. immigrating here and all that stuff. And, but now like globalization, like we have, ac- like you said, we have access to cultures in a way that's never existed mm-hmm. in history before. And yeah, how that, is influencing yeah. things and and whatever. Um, yeah, I haven't thought about that, but that is that is fascinating to see. What's that? What's that doing? Both yeah. in positive, yeah. And there's negative probably ways. some extreme opportunities for ministry hmm. in yeah. that space as well as overwhelming as that <laughs> is the uh, is to ponder. Use the verse Jeremiah twenty nine four through seven. Yeah, in yeah. there yeah. when it talks about how when when the city prospers, like you too will prosper mm-hmm. and then also seek the peace of the city. And yeah. that really stood out to me. And I, I hadn't, it's kind of seemingly an obvious byproduct, but like when we engage in culture in the right kinds mm-hmm. of ways, like yeah. we too will prosper. Yeah. Um, yes. So I don't know. I, I really appreciated you kind of pulling that out as well and seeking the peace of the city. Like that's a simple thing. You yeah. know, what does peace look like? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it depends it, too, right? Yeah, and and I think I think it's uh, our tendency as human beings. Maybe maybe it's mostly just Americans, but I think human beings we we want um, the the called the simple answer or, yeah. or like the, it's it's, yeah. it's it's either or black or white. Like we yeah. we tend to think in some of those terms, um, and that's probably more of an American Western kind of idea. But True. we don't. Seeking the peace of the city calls us to do a harder, more messy thing. Yeah. It's not yeah, clean yeah. cut. There's not a microwave version of it. It's I got to go do some hard work here, mm-hmm. <laughs> and yeah. um, I think that's part of the challenge that I th- I see in the scriptures. Like, don't take the easy road. Yeah, the the, yeah. the journey of faith is a hard one, and it it's not just because everybody else wants to do something different. It's it's because it's actually hard and mm-hmm. and um, it's it's going to require more of us in in certain instances. So yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it doesn't mean hands off or if I go walk around and smile at people that's seeking the pieces. You know, yeah. like and those are good things to do, but yeah, they of course, don't do like they... you're seeking real yeah. relationship and going after yeah. challenging things and getting into messy situations and doing real kingdom work. Yeah, you know? right, and, right. Yeah, that was, yeah. And I think 
as we probably look in our church and what evangelism looks like here and what is our outward approach as we've been really kind of working on our communities and culture here, mm-hmm. we want that to permeate our culture and community. Yeah. Yeah. We have to like, remember like it doesn't just stop here. Like, so we can yes. seek peace in our little tiny yeah, community, our little right? Corner. Yeah. 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 Um, how do we then make that an outward thing as well? So yeah. yeah. It's creating the kinds of people for sure. Yes. That, yeah. That seek that. So yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Okay. We got off base here. No, no, that's good. That's, that's fine. I, yeah, hopefully it was helpful for you all. <laughs> yeah. I guess to piggyback off of that, this next question is somewhat similar. It's like mm. kind of how have you found challenge in culture mm. for yourself? Yeah. Yeah. I think, um, I, I, I guess it's in some ways the same answer. Like I, I'm realizing personally for me how much culture has impacted me throughout my life in ways I don't even realize. Um, and I think for me, it, it is hard work to like unlearn some of those things that I've been, been just given because I live where I do Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, the context that I'm from. Um, and so I don't, and I, I guess, yeah, the, I'm becoming more aware of the ways that culture has influenced and impacted me. Um, and how I operate. So I think that's, that's where some of this is. So when I think about like the challenge of culture and, and I even say that I realize like how you might be hearing this, like, Oh no, culture, it's like totally forming and shaping. And some of it's really good. <laughs> like, um, and so I, I think the, the challenge that I'm feeling is the desire to continue to learn and grow and in the ability to discern culture, like okay, this thing that I'm suddenly become aware of or, or messaging or, or a key idea that I see in our culture, like, okay, let me, let me really think that through. What about it is God honoring? What about it is not? Uh, where did it come from? What, what's um, some of the work that it's doing, the fruit that it's producing in my life? Is it, you know, just as I wrestle with culture and different ideas, and am I, am I seeking the Lord through those things? Um, I think that's just like reading Daniel one. That's what I feel kind of challenged to do is not take the easy road or, uh, just a blanket approach or whatever, but to actually do the hard work Yeah, to understand mm-hmm. where's culture informing me, where's that good and bad and what else can I do to be discerning culture and, and like kind of walking through it in an intentional way. Yeah. Yeah. That's hard. Yeah. And that is really hard. Yeah. You gave a really good application of like, we need to know God and understand his yeah. word. Yeah. I think that's where yeah. I was really challenged because you see Daniel, he just very, he's very bold in his faith. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I feel I'm not always as much mm. as yeah. I'd like to be. Yeah. Um, And I think that that's because there's a lack of understanding mm-hmm. in certain situations where you could like recognize something's not fully right, but how to then get into that messy and approach it in a mm-hmm. way that is, helping them seek God. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And I'm sure everybody feels like they can shore that up even more. It doesn't mean that it's not like you arrive at a certain thing, then you do it. Mm, Right. Yeah. Yeah. But there's still, I think I was challenged in that and Mm -hmm. just, it's just impressive how, how bold Daniel is for sure. Yeah. In a loving way. Yeah. Yeah. And and it's, yeah, like being bold doesn't mean being unloving. Sometimes mm-hmm. I think we kind of have that like, I got to be bold. I just got to do the thing regardless of anything else that happens or mm-hmm. the people I run over to get to that. And mm-hmm. That's a caricature, of course. But yeah, we can be simultaneously bold and loving. Mm-hmm. And 
I don't know if we always think that way. At least I don't. I'll say it that way. <laughs> yeah. The, the, well, I mean, it's, it's like the culture, you know, uh, that's, that's interesting. I, I loved how you talked about it. We need to question our assumptions of culture. Yeah, and yeah. that's what I was just thinking about like, okay, how do we, is there something you can ask yourself of um, like, what is my culture or mm. what is culture? What's happening? Mm-hmm. That could be probably pretty challenging because yeah. there's just a lot of things. Mm-hmm. I think what you named is really helpful for people. Yeah. It's a question like when you have that knee jerk reaction to be yeah. like very strong about something, mm-hmm. make sure you know why yeah. you, you yes. feel that way. Yep. Um, yep. That even just that ability to kind of slow down a little bit and just self reflect, kind of pay attention to what's happening. Like I find that to be so helpful. And it's not going to get us everything every time, but if we have that sort of posture, I think we're going to catch some things and get better as we do more and more. Uh, we're going to catch some things that maybe just, oh, hang on, maybe that's not the most God-honoring way to, to do this or something like that. Um, yeah, I think we just we become more aware of how we have been affected by our cultures. Um, and even just hearing you kind of narrate that, like I'm – I'm struck by people who have traveled or have lived in another country <laughs> or like missionaries. Like um, I've, I have a few missionary friends and I, I, I'm always fascinated to hear their first time back or after being gone a really long time, the culture shock. Mm-hmm. Like, oh yeah, I got so used to being in a different culture and now I'm seeing my home or my like what I grew up familiar with and I just see it differently. Yeah. And oh man, it's so fascinating to see what they see. And there's, there's something about being in a different culture that allows you just to see with fresh eyes on your own. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited for the, the worldviews kind of series that we're going to do after Mm -hmm. Easter. I think that's going to be really, really good. And, um, yeah, so bring your questions, your thoughts, and yeah. <laughs> stuff to that, because I know Pastor Brian's been yeah. working really hard on that and kind of finding some different sources of people. And mm-hmm. we're hoping that'll be an opportunity for us to talk to some of our missionary partners as yeah, well. Yeah, we found that be, idea out there. Be really great to just kind of hear how how they see things mm-hmm. um, and just to honestly question some of our assumptions, like yeah. like you were saying. Yeah. I think that's really good. Yeah. Um, this is all super hard. Like, this is yes. not... Yep. You know, all right, it's Monday morning after Sunday. How am I going to (laughs) now get after this? And we don't do it on our own, but still just overall, like this is, this is such a kingdom thing to go after. Um, But there's a lot of layers to it. So what would you offer to someone walking away from this? That's like, man, I want to be like Daniel. And what does that actually look like in my culture right now? And what's going on in the world? Um, what's something we can offer our listeners as maybe just something to work at, mm-hmm. whether it's one of the application pieces that you yeah, had or. Yeah, yeah. I think becoming aware um, and, and this is a journey and, and that's why this is also hard. Like no, there's no quick fix. So if we just start to slow down and become aware, like asking ourselves, maybe this simple question, why do I do what I do? Or why do I think what I think? Why? Mm-hmm. And become a little bit self-reflective. And that brings with it, we need to be honest and courageous with ourselves because sometimes we can, you know, just live in a little bit of denial. Oh, I'm, I'm good at this. I'm fine. You know, like, and just dismiss. Mm-hmm. I think if we're truly honest with ourselves and ask, why do I do what I do? Why do I think what I think? And in that moment, seeking God, yeah, like, all right, I'm going to take whatever this, I'm going to go to him He's going to meet us in that, and and sometimes he's going to show us something that we don't want to see. 
But that's the the best thing that we can do is go seek him first. And and as we're becoming aware, we're gonna kind of compare that thing, whatever we're we're seeing. We're gonna compare that to the scriptures. We're gonna compare that to the Lord. And he's he's gonna do a work in that moment to help mm. us pursue him better. So mm. yeah, I think that's what I'd like I'd love for people to start doing is just start asking yourself the question, why? Why do I think this? Why do I do this? Why is this true mm-hmm. for me? And bring that to the Lord. Yeah. I think that's really good for us to do. And feel that tension. I mean, that's what yeah. our vision is about here. Like, we want to be equipping you to pursue mm-hmm. the grace and truth of Jesus. Like, we were talking about that in our small group, how that's what our community, like, we want to grow. So, like, feel the tension of, like, this is challenging, but, like, yeah. this is, like, what our church is going after. We want to grow mm-hmm. in maturity. We want to grow towards Christ. And um, doing these kinds of things does that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> going after this kind of thing really does that for us. And yeah. it's challenging, but it, it's good. Yeah. And I think the faith, um, when it's when it's happening well, causes us to wrestle. It's not it's not always clean cut and easy. And um, it, there may be some things where it's like I I don't know, and I have to I have to struggle through to get to an answer. And I think that is extremely valuable. Like I mean, that's a lot of the lis- uh, the wisdom literature. Um, you just you see that invitation to wrestle with realities and and what God is asking us to do, why things are the way they are. It's in the struggle that we we learn and discern wisdom. And so, yeah, don't be afraid of those those tense moments, the the uncertainty. I think that's where God can meet us and actually help in incredible ways. Yeah. yeah. The lack of control of our understanding. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. It's hard. Yes. It's challenging. Yeah. Yeah. That's great, man. I appreciate all your thoughts on that. And yeah. I think everyone was super engaged on Sunday. It's like, yeah, this, <laughs> <hope> is, so. <laughs> this is really great. And yeah. just what a great Sunday morning altogether. Yeah. So yeah, what, what is next? What's coming down the pipeline here? Yeah, so we're going to keep going in Daniel and we're going to do, uh, for, so for this series, it's just the narratives. We're not doing the back half of the book. So it's the, mm-hmm. the front half with all the stories. Um, so next week, we'll, we'll look at chapter two and actually Kirk. Kirk Bodie's going to come up and uh, he's going to preach from from chapter two in Daniel. So, uh, and we're going to see some of the themes like God is in control, the call to faithfulness, and that's going to that's going to happen over and over again. And if we're thinking about what does it look like for us to be foreigners, you know, be sojourners, travelers, um, the call to hope, the call to faith, that's going to be really important for us. So, hopefully, we're going to see those themes come back over and over in this book. So. Awesome. That's exciting. And yeah, you heard it. So, I mean, like we had said in our last series, we're pursuing scripture. We're looking at that and Mm -hmm. starting Daniel too this week until Sunday, like read through it. And so that way you come and you kind of have a context and understanding. It'll make it easier to listen and uh, yeah, just challenge you in that as well. So it's so good talking with y'all and Brian, just appreciate you, man. And we will catch y'all later. See ya.